God bless you guys. How we doing? <laughs> Amen. Welcome. Welcome to the house of God. Thank you, Jesus. If you turn me down a little bit. Oh, no, wait. Hold on. Let me just... Hello? 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 Okay. All right. Yeah, these monitors are loud. Holy smokes. I'm sorry. Just going to plug one. <laughs> All right. So welcome to our first reverse service. Thank you, Jesus. You made it. You know, everyone... Everyone ate, right? So nobody's hungry, correct? So I could preach for like an hour and a half. Y'all be good, right? Stomachs are filled, you know? Did everyone, you know, you good. Everyone, you drank something? Everyone drank something? Listen, whoever brought the green tea, you are the real winner today. The real winner today, okay? <laughs> I love green tea. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. I have, um... I love green tea. So, you know, I, I buy like cases of, of green tea and my kids never like green tea. You know, you, you, they never, you know, you never, kids never like something. They never like green tea. But there's no other juice in the house. We don't buy juice. You know, we don't buy juice at all. So one day I, 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 I go in the refrigerator, you know, to where I put the green tea and guess, guess what, what happens when I look at the refrigerator? It ain't there. It ain't there. I'm like, what the heck? And I go to my little one. I'm like, yo, where's, where's, where's my green tea? And he's like, um, Hex Isaiah. You know, I said, where's my green tea? Hex Elion. Where's my green tea? We drank it. We drank it. I'm like, y'all didn't like, you guys did not like green tea at all. They're like, well, you know, we like, like it now. <laughs> you know, we like it now. So, so I have to hide my green tea from now on. Anyway, so yes, you are the real one. Whoever brought the green tea, my God, thank you. You, you bless my heart today. <laughs> Lizette brought it? Lizette, I love it. You, you are amazing. Give Lizette a round of applause. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Amen. All right, listen, I'm on a timer. I got my timer going on. I have a short amount of time to preach today, so I don't want to keep everybody. And, um, you know, God is good. God is really good. You know, no matter what's going on in life, no matter what's going on in the world, he is always there for us. And he's there to lift us up. He's there to see us through our battles, see us through what we're fighting with, see us through our circumstances, our trials, tribulations, to see us through it all. So we become blessed through it all. Amen? So I don't know about y'all, but I want to live a blessed life. I don't want to struggle. Anybody want to struggle in here? Raise your hand if you want to struggle. It's like, come in. Come in. So I, give, I have someone else come in, give you a nice, nice, nice greeting. Um, amen. We don't want to struggle. God wants us to be blessed. Say, I am blessed. I am blessed. I am blessed. Amen. So there was a little boy who was blessed. But this little boy wasn't just your regular, average, normal little boy. This little boy, he was a shepherd. And he would keep the sheep. And he would go and he would keep all of his dad's sheep, the cattle, you know, the horses, everything. He would keep them all. He had a, had a bunch of brothers that, that were with him, but his brothers always just cast him off. His brothers never thought about him. They just put him over there. Oh, you just go do this. You just go do that. So as this little boy is growing up, there's nobody around. He's lonely. He's by himself. The only one that was with him was God. And God would minister to him under the stars at night as he's watching the sheep and the cattle. God would minister to him and talk to him 
And he would let God know, God, why is my life like this? I'm a cast off from my own family, my brother, my dad, no one even likes me, they cast me off. Why am I out here? I'm keeping these sheep, I'm keeping the cattle, I'm keeping the horses, I'm keeping my father's crop. But I'm by myself. I have no one to talk to. I have nobody to turn to. I have no one to hear my voice. I have no one to cry upon. I got nobody. The sheep, the cattle, the horses, they were, became basically his family. And he made sure not one of them was lost. He made sure when the wolf came in or the devourer tried to come in, he made sure to step up and made sure not one of those little sheep, one of those little calves was ever touched, was ever harmed. He made sure of it. He would stay up at night with a staff in hand, listening to the sounds of nature, listening to the sounds of someone that wanted to come and creep in and take one of the little sheep away. But he was by himself. But as he was by himself, something was happening to his life. God was doing something absolutely incredible with him. But he didn't know it. He didn't understand it. He didn't get it. He just thought he was just lonely. He was just a cast off. That nobody liked him. But there was a reason he was like that. The reason that he was by himself. There was a reason. Wolves would try to come in and he would chase them off. Bears would try to come in and he would scatter them away. Everything would try to come in and take one of these little babies off or one of these little, little calves off because these, these other animals, they wanted to eat and they saw this crop and they said, wow, this is what I want. This is what I need. I need one of them for my life. But the job that this little shepherd had, thank you. <laughs> this job that this little shepherd had was to protect the sheep, protect the unprotectable, protect the ones that couldn't do it on their own. That was his job. So, but something was happening inside of him. These beasts would come from every field, come from out of the woodwork, and he would step up. So something was building inside of him that was called courage. Courage to be able to take on the circumstance that arises in his life at that particular time. To make sure that he, he is, he protects those that he was responsible for. And he loved them. Probably talked to them. He hung out with them. But something else was happening on the other end. That these sheep and cattle would see this, this little shepherd, skinny little boy protect them. So something was happening not only with this skinny boy, but something was happening with the, the ones that he was tasked to protect. They saw him as a father protecting his loved ones because 
the wolves and the bears and everything would try to come in and they would look to this little boy and this little boy would run and rise up and protect them. So now there was trust that was being earned from these little sheep, from these cattle. Because so when something would arise, they knew that this little boy was going to be there. They knew that they were going to be protected. They knew that someone had their best interest at heart and that they were safe. They were safe and they were secure. And this little boy came and he grew and God did something. He gave him courage. He was not fearful of the circumstance. He was not fearful of any terror that came by night because he was the one that was up at night listening to every terror, everything that was going on, everything that was happening to making sure that he was going to be there for the ones that were he was responsible for in his care. This little boy. But he was lonely. But he was a castaway. But nobody wanted him around. But God was doing something. God was doing something for this little boy. He was necessary to his father's house. He was necessary to his father's house, but yet he was a castaway. All the while, there's only one person that was there for him, ministered to him, and his cryings at night. All of this. And then one day, his father comes to him and he says, listen, my boy, I need you to go and feed your brothers. I need you to go and bring them food. And he's like, okay, no problem. I'll do anything you ask me to do, dad. I'm here for you. When you call, I answer. Whatever it is that you need, I'm gonna answer. So all of a sudden he goes and he, feed, he brings food to his brothers. And as he brings food to his brothers, he hears the cries of people. He hears the scampering and the running away of people. He hears people fleeing. He hears people that are upset. He hears people that are in terror, that are in fear. He hears all of this as he's bringing his brothers food. And he gets to the point where he, gets, he, he reaches his brothers and gives them food and he asks, what's going on? What are you doing here? Why are you here? Well, my father sent me here. He sent me to feed you. He sent me to bring you food. You shouldn't be here. What do you mean, why shouldn't I be here? Because there's a terror. Because there's a devourer that came and he's devouring the people. He come and they want to overrun this place. So everybody's running. Everyone is scampering away. Oh my Jesus gracious. Everyone's running away. And they're scampering. And he's like, what's going on? What's happening? Well, this thing is happening. They came to devour us. They came to devour the people. 
Well, why are you running? Well, because we're afraid. What do you mean you're afraid? We look at him, look at us, look at these people, look at us. We're nothing compared to them. Don't you know who you are? So all of a sudden he, he reverts back to something and to a situation that God has put him through without him even knowing it. He goes back to the training. His training of what? Loneliness. His training of what? Probably bitterness. His training of what? Pain and anguish. Train, train, but the training of being put in a situation where you have to rise up, where you have to stand up despite whatever it is that's coming to get you, whatever it is that's trying to harm the people that, are that you're responsible for. So all of a sudden he reverts back to his training. Listen, these are the sheep. These are God's sheep. Well, they shouldn't be running. There should be one person that stands up to fight for the sheep. There's one person that stands up that goes and runs before the sheep. There's one person that stands up that protects the sheep. Why are you running? But they, it's okay. Because you know why? Because they weren't trained for this. They weren't prepared for a moment like this. The only person that was prepared for a moment like this was the person that was cast away, was the person that nobody wanted, the person that no one thought about, the castaway, the person that was lonely, that had bitterness in his heart. This was the person that God has called to tackle this situation. It's okay that they didn't have the training, but this person did. Our lives are are who we were from the past and what God has prepared us for. You don't know what God is preparing you for. You don't know what God is doing for your life. The root, the bitterness, the anger, the sadness, the loneliness. Thank you. All of this, you think it's, oh my God, why, why is me? Why is me? Instead of thinking, oh my God, God is doing something in me. God is showing me who I am. God is showing me what I can stand. God is showing me that I can stand up in the midst of the situation that I'm going through. So all of a sudden, he reverts back to his training. Why you're running? I ain't running. I, I, was in, I, was, I was by myself, lonely by myself in the woods, protecting these animals from bears and tigers and lions and all of these. I was not running. I was a person that stand up. What are we supposed to do? Run? No. I'm going to revert back to what God has shown me. God has made me. God made me to be strong. God made me to, to stand up. God didn't make me to sit down. God didn't make me to cower away. God didn't make me to, to go and, and flee. No, 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 no. That's not who I am. What, what I was before has prepared me for this moment right now to tackle. And I'm going to tackle it with, with the fearless anger of what I've gone through and go forth in the midst of everything and allow God to use me so I can change the situation that's in front of me because of what I've gone through, what I've been through, my God. So it doesn't matter what I've gone through, what I've been through, my God. Right now is the moment that I am in. I'm going to stand up and be who I'm called to be. Thank you, Jesus. So you're called you're called to be something. In the midst of what you've gone through, in the midst of the pain, in the midst of the sadness, in the midst of the regret, God has a call. God has an answer for your life. 
God has something that he is trying to do with you and with your life. You are not called to be whatever it is the world is calling you to because the world is around you and they're fleeing, they're running, they're scared. There's only one person that's supposed to stand up and that's you. That's you who's supposed to stand up. In the midst of what everything else and everything else they're going through, it's you who, who is the answer. It's you. So this little boy, as you probably know the story, it's David. This little boy, David, everyone counted him out but God. God said, I'm preparing you for what you are about to face, for what is about to happen. I'm preparing you. So the lonely nights, I was preparing you. Those times where you were by yourself, where you were bitter, you were angry because of th these people did not accept you into their life, that's okay. I'm preparing you preparing you. I'm, when, the, when the wolves came in to try to devour the sheep, I was preparing you. you. There's no fear that's inside of you. You are not fearful of the situation. You're not fearful of a person. You're not fearful of a thing that's going to come at you. You know who you are. You know what you can do. You know what you can stand. You know what God has put inside of you. You know who you are. Men and women of God, you know who you are. So the cowering down, that's not, that's not you. I'm talking to you, it's not you. You are not called to cower down in the midst of any situation that you've ever gone through. You're not called to flee and to run just because of a situation that's, that seemed to be happening to your life. You are called to stand up and be the answer. You are called to be the Christ. You are called to be the David of this generation. When everyone else is fleeing, I'm not fleeing. I'm going straight towards that, that battle because I know what's inside of me. It is the spirit of the Lord God that's inside of me. I'm mighty when you don't think I'm mighty. I'm Powerful when you don't think I'm powerful. That's who you are. God's prepared you. He's prepared you for the walk. And he wants you to take your walk today. That's the title of today's message. Yeah, come on in. To take your walk. And if we're going to title today's message, it's take your walk. Because it was a walk that David had to take. When his brothers and everyone else was fleeing, he had to walk towards the battle. He had to walk towards the situation. So he took his walk. But he took his walk in the midst of everything and everyone. Because everyone wasn't on David's side at all. Everyone was against David. Everyone was saying this, oh man, look at this little skinny little boy. Look at this little boy who's just been put in the woods. Oh my God, he's got, he's got his hair this way. He's, he's got ruddy clothes. He doesn't look like he has any money. He doesn't look like he's set for this. He's not educated. He's not prepared for this. And they were all whispering and, and just saying a bunch of things. The gossipers, the naysayers, all these people were saying something. And in the midst of that, David was walking. I'm not moving. I'm not going anywhere. You guys want to flee. You guys want to make fun of me. You want to say something about me. It's okay. I know who I'm walking with. I know who's with me. I know that who I am because who I am is greater than what's in front of me. What's in front of me is nothing. What's in front of me, it's, it's already finished and complete. I know what God has done for me, but I'm taking my walk for us in your life. You need to take your walk. Doesn't matter what it is that you're going through, take your walk. 
walk in the midst of the situation. Don't flee and don't run away. Don't go and call mama, go call grandma, go call your aunt that you love that consoles you. Forget about them. Walk with Jesus. Jesus, you and me, you got me, God. You got me. Take your walk because your walk is going to bring forth your victory. So take your walk today. Don't cower down. Don't be fearful. Trust what God has made inside of you. You're strong. You're intelligent. You're smart. You're witty. You're blessed. What happened before in your life prepared you for this moment. So take your walk. Amen? Amen. Amen. Give God a nice round of applause. Thank you, Jesus. All right. You may stand up. Let's just bow your heads. Heavenly Father, we thank you. Thank you for, for who we are for what you are doing inside of us. Thank you for loving us, for trusting us, for believing in us, for knowing who we are when we don't even know who we are. Father, you've given us something that's great, a call that's great. And this little boy, David, didn't know what he was going to go through, what you were preparing him for. He had no idea. He didn't know he was, he, he, he didn't know. He just thought he was just a shepherd of sheep where it really wasn't sheep. He was pre being prepared to shepherd the kingdom. God, we are being prepared to shepherd the kingdom, God. Where you're taking us, no man has ever thought that we could ever be. No person's ever thought, no woman has ever thought that we could be but this is who you made us. We are victorious in you, Lord. And we thank you for everything that you've done. And we thank you for everything that you're gonna do, God. May you bless your people today, Father. Allow them to hear your voice clearly, Lord. To not be, not be scared by the terror by night, but to have faith on who they are. They might look a certain way. They might speak a certain way. God, but they are meant to be great. Walk in your greatness. Father, thank you. Thank you for what you've done. And thank you for what you're going to continue to do in us. God, have your way. Have your way. He's there for you. And though some of you have walked or are walking through the shadow of, of whatever in your life, fear nothing. Know you're made for this. God made you to withstand the impact. God made you to withstand thunderstorms and winds that no other person would, could stand. And they run away and they get blown away. But you're not gonna get run, you're not gonna get run over, blown away or whatever. God knows who you are. You can withstand a lot. And that you've made it this far in your life, it's a testimony. But where God is bringing you, he's bringing you further. He's bringing you further. Some of you, listen, I know we are in a terrible housing market. Holy smokes. <laughs> 
but some of you are going to come to attain properties. that you didn't deserve. I'm telling you, you didn't deserve. The investments that you've made in the past. Man, God, give me, can I, can I have two minutes, can I have two minutes? There's a, there's a scripture that I was supposed to read that I did not read. Amos chapter nine, amen. Amos chapter 9. And this is, I'm telling you, it's in the spirit, guys. God is, this, let me tell you, the, you know, this is a horrible example. But you know how they make it rain? <laughs> right? Y'all, you know that. Everyone knows that. Right? This is what God is doing for you in heaven. That's pouring down upon your life. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, you are in the season for that, man. You don't even know. You don't even know you're in the season for that. Now, some of you know because you've gotten jobs, you've gotten miracles. Listen, you're in a seat, guys. You are in a vein of God that you've never, we, that we've never been in before. Ask big. Ask like you, like like astronomically. Like if you were to tell somebody your friend, they were like, you're bugging. That, ain't, that is not happening for you. Do you know who you are? Do you know where you came from? I know from the, from, from the grace of God, that's where I came from. So I'm telling you, I'm going to pray for you. Put your hand on your head. I'm praying for you. This is my hand on your head. Heavenly Father, I have, they have the mind of Christ right now. They don't go by as man goes, Lord. They go by him the word of the Lord and the word of the Lord is saying to them today that they are going to receive things that they didn't deserve before they're going to receive things that you had stored up in heaven waiting for them for this moment God where they finally understood and understand who they are God they're your chosen your elect Lord today they've taken a walk with you they begin this walk with you and they're not going to stop until that enemy goes down. There's a victory that's happening, God, that is for them. Father God, bless them. Heal their minds. Heal their soul. Heal their spirit. Heal everything. Allow them to think on only great and beautiful things. I bind and rebuke doubt in the name of Jesus. I bind and rebuke anything that can come into the mind and X out the voice of God. Not happening. They have the mind of Christ. Say, I have the mind of Christ. I have the mind of Christ. In Jesus' name. Amen. All right, let me read you the scripture real quick. And listen, service wasn't was supposed to last as long at all. I had a timer. I was on 15 minutes. Sorry. <laughs> All right. Amos chapter 9, verse 13. Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord. They're here. When the plowman shall overtake the reaper and the treader of grapes, him who sows seed. 
The mountains shall drip with sweet wine and the hills shall flow with it. Now let me understand, let me, let me, let me make you understand this really quick. I, I read this, I read this the other day. And I was like, what does it mean? What does it mean that, that the plowman should overtake the reaper? In order for the, the, the ground to be fertile to, to, to plant seeds, the plowman has to come and he has to work on that ground. And he has to plant the seeds. The reaper comes behind, time passes. The reaper comes behind, those things grow and the reaper picks it up. God is saying that the plowmen, those who are tilling the ground, are going to overtake the reaper. Why? Because the blessing isn't going to stop. But hold on. As the reaper takes it up, new things are going to come up. Right? As the reaper takes up, new things are going to come up. The plowman is not going to have them. The reaper is not going to have enough time to get everything. So what God is doing for you and for your life it's abundance that's happening. The abundant blessing of God is about to smack you right across the face. The abundance of God is what is going to be put in your satchel, into your house, into your children, into everything that you have going for you. The abundance of God. This is the time that you're in. I'm telling you, this is the time that you're in. Don't let anyone say you can't say my God can. I know who I am. I don't know who the heck you are. You know, H-E double hockey sticks you are sticking your head in my life. Get your dirty butt out of here. I know who I am. Get your butt out of here. Know who you are. The plowman's overtaking the reaper today. The blessing is coming and it's coming and it's coming. It's not going to stop for you and for your life. God has abundance of blessings for you know who you are. Amen? Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you for listening to Sunday Service. Please tune in every Monday for a message that is going to bless your life and the lives of those around you. Please follow us on all social media platforms at The Rock Church LI. God bless you and have a great day.